presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV, your insight into the world of exchange-traded funds, issuers, and investments. I'm Margarita Harikova, and joining me today is Julie Kane, CEO and Managing Partner of Democracy Investments and the Ruffer. Welcome, Julie and Debbie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Julie, it's great to have you, and thank you for your service. I understand that your first job as a Navy aviator inspired you to launch Democracy Investments. Can you explain that to us? I had the honor of serving my country at a very early age. I flew the SH-3 Seeking helicopter and got to fly the Navy SEALs around in the Philippines and did torpedo recovery in Coronado. And that did shape my view of the world. I've stayed in touch with my friends who are serving, and they opened my eyes over the last 10 years to the trends in democracy globally. And trends in democracy are not good around the world. And it was very much an inspiration for our mission. And what is the mission of Democracy Investments? We are striving to shift capital flows to support the economies of democracies and encourage authoritarians to improve their democracy scores to get more capital. We've watched the other all-world ex-US indices be pressured to allocate more and more to authoritarian states over the years. So the MSCI and FTSE can be up to 9% or more in authoritarian states. Our mission is to provide a better alternative to investors that also supports democracy. And can you tell us about the Democracy Investment International Index that you created? So we start with the same basket of stocks that are in those all-world XUS indices. So 2,800 large cap and mid cap, mostly developed markets and emerging markets. But then we very neutrally and systematically tilt the portfolio using the Economist Democracy Index. The Democracy Index has been tracking country scores since 2006 using 60 different indicators that roll up into themes, including electoral process, functioning of government, political participation, and civil liberties. So we take each country score and apply it to the securities country of risk, and that neutrally tilts the portfolio towards democracies such as Japan, the UK, Canada, Switzerland, Australia, and Sweden. And then we neutrally tilt away from authoritarians such as Saudi Arabia, the UAE, China, and Egypt. So our portfolio is supporting governments that respect the rule of law and enforce contracts and property rights. And we're tilting away from countries that tend to have more revolution and war and civil unrest, where the rules can change overnight. Why did you create an ETF? We chose an ETF for our first strategy because it's more tax efficient than a mutual fund. Uh, retail investors like the liquidity. That combined with a small minimum investment, it's more cost efficient, it's cheaper, and there's no commissions when you buy and sell on the platforms in the U.S. So we're listed on the New York Stock Exchange, ticker symbol DMCY. And what types of investors have been using the ETF and how are they using it? So we've had great feedback from all kinds of investors, from small RIAs to large banks to high net worth investors. Generally, we're a replacement for your passive all-world ex-US international exposure. Some people are using us also to replace their EFA exposure because we are you know, mostly developed markets. We are hoping to get on platforms as soon as our AUM is a bit higher. But in the meantime, we have the support. We have a lot of retail investors watching us, especially given everything that's going on in the world. Our strategy couldn't be more timely. Do you expect to launch further ETFs? Yes, absolutely. As soon as we get this one to scale, we look forward to 
continuing our strategy, leveraging our license of the Economist Democracy Index. That's great. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure to be here. Debbie, can you tell us about some of the other news from the ETF industry? We're still in the process of cleaning the data. It takes time to get it from exchanges around the world. What we see is it was our second best year in terms of net inflows. So for 2022, the ETF industry gathered $856 billion of net inflows globally. A year ago, that was $1.3 trillion. And in terms of the assets in the ETF industry, when we looked at the end of 2022, we were down at $9.3 trillion, where at the end of 2021, it was $10.3 trillion. So assets have come down because of market move. It was a very difficult year. 2022 proved to be a pretty good year for smart beta. The net inflows into those strategies were $139 billion, slightly higher than what we saw in 2021, primarily driven by investors buying U.S. domiciled products. If we look at thematics, it was not a great year for them. We saw net inflows of $28 billion, where in 2021, it was $92 billion, primarily driven by the fact that technology didn't perform very well last year. When we look at ESG, the flows were significantly less than in 2021. We've gone from $164 billion down to $75 billion. But what we do see is the real driver of the adoption and use is Europe, which accounted for $56 billion of net inflows, while the U.S. accounted for less than $5 billion. Looking at things like leverage and inverse, it was a very good year. The net inflows there were $32 billion. If we go back the year prior, it was only $9 billion. In the other area we've seen a good year but not terrific would be actively managed ETF. So the net inflows last year would have been $122 billion, which was down slightly from 2021 when it was $131 billion. It was actually a good year for emerging markets. If we look at the net inflows going into China last year, it was $68 billion, while in 2021, it was $52 billion. And if we look at emerging markets, they were at 115 last year, down slightly from 129. And crypto actually did take in net inflows of $701 million, which is down from $9 billion the year before. So those are some of the general trends that we see happening in the ETF industry and look forward to sharing more insights with you next week. Thank you. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Syntax Advisors, and of course, to all of you for watching. To watch prior episodes and to see news from the ETF industry, visit us at etftv.net. Thank you. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.